You're welcome to Sports Analysis Network, my job football. I'm your uncle, Abdul Hamid, Abdul Karim. You can also call me a uh, football jurist. Yes. As you can hear from our, from our intro song, we shall be discussing the African uh, the Super Eagles preparation toward the African Cup of Nations. We start in less than a, uh, less than two, uh, yes, in more than a week's time. Uh, we shall also be previewing the games that shall be going down in March the 4th of the Nigerian Professional Football League. I shall not be working alone on the show. I have with me Amza Halasa. Amza is good to have you back on the show. Thank you, Abdel Ahmed. It's my pleasure being on the program again. We look forward to an exciting program today. All right. Yes, don't, let's quickly let's start the show without wasting time. Yes, uh, during the week, Jose uh, Passero has been appointed, has been confirmed as new Super Eagles job, as the, super, as the new Super Eagles coach. Amza. Is this is he an upgrade on the throw and local coaches we have at the moment? Uh, Abdul Hamid, you've always known my position on matters like this. For me, I'm the least person that is excited and the least person that is in trouble about this signing. I can't just seem to figure it out. It's not making sense to me, to put it modestly, Abdul Hamid. Mm, it's not making sense to you. I mean, I mean, if you check this, I mean, if you check the CV, I mean, his CV is not something to be proud of. I mean, if we want, just like I said in the last episode, if you want to appoint, I mean, foreign coaches, let's go for the best. Let's go for the ones that are that are better than the ones that we have. If you can't afford a good foreign coach, then let's stick with the local ones. Even uh, when you look at it, the word a good foreign coach is even relative. I agree with you if you want to sign a foreign coach, but even in the first place, we don't need a foreign coach. I have maintained that point consistently and I'll continue to maintain that point consistently. Why go for a foreign coach? I, I think um, coaching is not so technical as it were. It's not so difficult. It's not rocket science that you can't find competent Nigerians to do. So uh, I think I want to digress a bit from you, which is a position I have maintained before now. Um, good or not good is relative. We don't need a foreign coach in Nigeria. That is my position. So we don't need a uh, uh, whatever you want to call him, even if it's a Pep, uh, Pep Guardiola. If hypothetically Nigerian can get him, Pep. why do you need him? Why we can groom and develop our local or homegrown coaches, Abdul Hamid? But is the super Eagles, I mean, is the super Eagles job a training ground? I mean, just like you said, that even if so, if you had the chance of getting Pep, would you stick with local coaches? Yeah, absolutely. It's the position I have maintained. Um, a coach is as good as the players he has. That's just the point. Look at history. Let's take national teams, for example. The best aggregately, comparatively, majority, what preponderate? Over time, national teams do well when they have an aggregate of the best players on parade um you you talk about oh the golden generation that is when clubs or national teams do very well take for instance belgium Bel belgium has been enjoying a good positioning on the fifa 
ranking of national teams because they have some of their best players in recent times, in recent years. Belgium have not had it so good in terms of individual, individual players like they have had in the past five, six years like they have had. So there's nothing exceptional a coach will do when they don't have the material or when a coach doesn't have the material. That has been my position. Again, I'll repeat, it's not a very popular opinion, but that is the opinion I hold, Abdul Hamid. All right. I mean, let's talk about Pacero himself. Yes, uh, yes, he will not be in charge. Or yes, uh, he will be. will just be an observer of the African Cup of Nations. So his first game in charge will mostly be uh, our first, the first leg tie in the final round of the World Cup qualifiers. Now the question is, if he fails to qualify us for the World Cup, I mean, will he be, will he be hacked? As we speak, Abdul Hamid, nobody knows the terms of the contracts. Nobody knows the deliverables that have been put in place. But even before that, I see it as a great disincentive to coach Augustine Iguagon. I, I, Abdul Hamid, I engage you for a tax. I'm telling you, no matter what you do, if you like, score a hundred over hundred. In this case, Augustine Iguagon winning the AFCOM. Don't worry, we'll still bring somebody to come and replace you. That is very, very discouraging. That is poor. Dis- that is very, very dis. There's no word like that. That is very not motivational. If there's any word like that, but did not fair. That Who does was, that? I mean, sorry, that he was in charge as as an interim coach. Everyone knew that he was just an interim coach. That anybody had the intention of keeping him permanently. When when you get an interim coach, normally, ordinarily, you should give that interim coach the benefit of the doubt to say, okay. If this man does very well, there's every probability that we are going to engage him on a permanent basis. Why is us as Nigerians, why is a local coach an exceptional case? Why? Yes, it's supposed uh, to even be enough motivation for Coach Augustine Guavon to say for the for the NFF as it were to say, don't worry, coach, when you do very, very well. There's the possibility of we giving you an, an enhanced package, a substantive um, employment, so that you begin to tinker with the Super Eagles job. No, you're really telling him that you are an interim manager. Don't worry, we'll fire you, we'll bring an Igbo. What sort of inferiority complex is this, Abdul Hamid? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only Amadi Pinik and his brother that can answer that question. Okay, let's quickly talk about the African Absolutely. Cooperation. Uh, yes, uh, Victor Osime has tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, that this means that he will be missing the African Cup of Nations. We should not forget that he's just recovering from an injury which he suffered in November when Napoli was facing uh, Inter Milan in the Italian Serie A. I mean, how big a miss will Osimhen be for the Super Eagles going to Cameroon? It's going to be a very big miss. Uh, Osimhen is one player that um, most followers of um, the game in Nigeria would have relished the prospect of him playing as a frontman for the Super Eagles in the Nations Cup in Cameroon this month. Uh, it's a big loss. Um, when you look at Osimhen play, you, you see this commitment, you see the passion, you see the energy. Mm. Nigeria is going to meet, miss that a lot. But again, it's a whole country of 200 million people who should have capable replacements for him. But okay. again, no doubt you are going to miss him. All right. Of course, uh, Leon Balogun and also Abdullah Shew have also been sidelined due to injury. I mean, what is happening? I mean, every three years we have we, we are having issues on and off the pitch. Um, Leon Balogun, a huge miss. Abdullah Hishewu, I don't think we'll miss him so much. He has been on and off the Super Eagles. He's not been so consistent like he was a few years back. 
to Abdullah Ishewu might not be a really big miss. In the heart of the defense, Leon Balogun, he has been one of our most consistent players. He struck a very good partnership with um, Trust Ekong. Nigeria would miss him, but these things happen, Abdul Hamid. They are beyond anybody's control. Um, so there you go. What can we do about it? That's now, happening. In, that's happened. in absence of Leon Balogun, now who should be our uh, starting centre-back pairing? Abdul Hamid, if you ask me now, I can't close my eyes and just tell you that this should be the person. I can't. I can't, Abdul Hamid. Mm. All right. Another player that will not be participating at the African Cup of Nations, not because of injury or COVID, but because of NFS late communication to his team, according to yes, that he will be represent that he will not be representing Nigeria at the African Cup of Nations. Uh, this is because yes, um, yes, I'm talking of no other person other than other than <laughs> Emmanuel Dennis. I mean, I find this excuse very ridiculous, Amza. It's a ridiculous one. Though. Me, I, you know, typically I learn, I know how to give people the benefit of the doubt. But in this instance, I can't just explain. I can't just rationalize. Whatever might have happened, um, who, and initially in our discussions in um, various groups, um, you hear people saying, oh, uh, maybe the club is just being very smart, not wanting to release a player. If that had been the case, one would have expected the Super Eagles Communications Department or the NFF Technical Department to say, and the NFF Communications Department or the NFF Technical Department to come out with a statement to say, no, that was not the case. We have submitted this um, request to the club, to Emmanuel Dennis Club on the right hand, on the right. Um, of now with nothing anything, so which I don't know. It might just lay credence to the fact that truly mm. All right, I, 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 yeah, Amza. I think the network are uh, tripped off a bit. Yeah, can you please repeat your last statement? Oh, um, my point is, um, not until now the NFF had not come up with a statement to debunk um, the position of a. Emmanuel Dennis Club that his name was not and they were not properly communicated on time and things like that. So for the fact that NFF had not issued a statement debunking that, it might just be true that the club is right after all. But not until then, let's assume that the NFF did not do the right thing and that is poor. That means that is poor preparation and somebody should answer for that. I about to this angle. Yes, of course. Let's let's even say that it was. I mean, the NFL no communicate on time, but players do do get late call up. Now, for instance, players that will be uh, that will be um what's it called the replacing next of Osime, Leon Balogun and Tyron and what's it called and uh, what's the name of the other guy, um Leon Balogun and Abdullah Shew, they will be seeing late call up. That means their club will not be informed on time. Because from what I have seen and from what I have read, it seems it is a player decision is also coming from the player himself, he wasn't sure of the status of the team. Then, like, is like, why should I go to African Cup of Nations, not sure of me starting game, when I could just stay back at Watford, start, start games at Watford, and help them fight with relegation battle? Ah, that's correct, that's correct. Thank you, Abdul I didn't look at it from that perspective. Yes, again, it might also be that, but all this is in the room of speculation, so I would rather say, let's stay with the official statement, you understand, issued. Uh, typical of me, you know, I, rather, I know people do it a lot to assume what might have been the reason for doing something. But what you have just mentioned is apt, is spot on. There could be that likelihood. But let's stay with 
what was officially stated at Bilhamid. Yes, Osime Imanu Dennis Nyambalugo and Abdullah Ishiu have been replaced by Enri Yukuru, Peter Olayinka, Oluwa Shemilugu Ajayi, and Tyrone Ibui. Okay, right. quickly, Abdulhamid, um, you, you asked the question that whom do I think would be a good replacement? If Olekos coach Augustin Iguavon would keep faith with Hadas Nels, Olisanda, I, I mean, agree. I should agree with the national I team. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would really want to see a partnership between him and Trust Ekong in the Nations Cup. Mm. Who, All right. There's a possibility. Yeah, there's a All possibility. Right. Let's move. Possibility. All right, let's talk about the three games that we shall be going down in the Jump Professional Football League. Yes, Canopillas, the cream of the crop has got to, has got to be the game that shall be going down between Canopillas and the Iba. Uh, Pillars are winless since the start of the season, and they will be hosting a wounded Iba side who lost midweek to reverse United. I mean, what should we be expecting from this clash of titans? Massive, massive one. Um, currently, um, Aimba had lost one in their last five. Um, Kanu Pillars had won one in their last five. So, sharp, contrasting result. Um, Kanu Pillars want to die. Mm. Die, if you know what I mean, hypo um, um, hypothetically. Oh, want yes. to die to, yeah, exactly, to redeem some some kind of um, um, image. Yeah, image. Um, it's uh, match day three. At the end of match day three, Kanupila have not been able to score a single goal. They've not been able to get a single point. So as it is, they want to throw everything into the ring. And then Ayimba, considering that they lost at home to Rivers United, Coach Nidhi George and his lad want to prove a point. I see a very, very exciting, entertaining, and trialing match in the offing. One thing that will be taking the shine of this match that some people have dubbed in um, El Clasico of the Nigerian Football League um, even if I don't agree with that name, is the match will not be played at um, Kofar Mata Stadium, the Sanya Bacha Stadium in Kofar Mata, that is the traditional home ground of Ayimba. Before now, we, yeah, we, before now, you do see when this match is um, um, pl being played, the Sanya Bacha Stadium is filled to the brim. Um, that crowd control becomes an issue. You see the excitement. It brings out the beauty in Nigerian football. But this match will be played at the Amado Bello Stadium. But even if the fans are allowed into the station, into the stadium. I trust Canopilla Stadium. They will make their way from far and near into the stadium. Um, my prediction for this is, but in their last five meetings, um, Canopilla had won two. Aimba had won just once. Canopilla and Aimba um, had won twice, and one of the match had ended in a draw that is in 2018. My take for this match, Abdul Hamid, I see Canopillas. Considering that the team is very, very much on the back foot as we speak, the, the team is down. They want to prove a point. I see Canopillas winning this one at the end of 90 minutes. Abdul Hamid. All right. Um, another interesting encounter which will be going down between Nasarawa United and the defending champions, Aqua United. Nasarawa United are still searching for their first win of the campaign. They've done all their three matches so far. The defending champions have also started off from where they left it last season. They've won two and drawn three of their last game, of, or yes, of the three games they've played so far. That means Aqua United are on beating going into this one. I and mean, what do we expect from this tie? Um, and then and National United had won just one in their last um, 
five, like you pointed out, they've not been able to, they are becoming the draw specialists of this league. And one thing is, um, Aqua United did not really come to the party in their last match against Bombay United. Before that match, um, pundits have predicted that um, Aqua United would massacre Bombay United, but um, Aqua United were able to pick Bombay United just by a lone goal. So if I take cognizance of their performance in that match, I see National United recording their first victory in this NPFL season, Abdul Hamid, against the promise keepers from Uyo. Oh, wow, that's a bold prediction. Yes, the pride of Rivers. Rivers United shall be hosting Sunshine Stars. I mean, the pride of Rivers uh, did defeat Eniba away during the, during the week. And the sixth joint top of the league, a coin seven point from a possible nine so far. You expect this to be a stool in the park, when, uh, stool in the park for, the, for Rivers United. Reverse United basking in the euphoria of beating um, um, NPFL Giants, the elephants of Aba, want to consolidate. Uh, I see this one. Let me use your words again. Um, it's going to be a stroll in the park for Rivers United. Abdul Hamid. Another interesting encounter to, uh, yes, to look forward to will be going down between the new bees, between Stars and Quatina uh, United in Ibadan. The newly promoted sides last met in 2017. They first leg added in the one hot draw. Why the Oli Oli Warriors won the reverse fixture in Ibadan? Can the Oli Oli Warriors get their first victory against their fellow JJC come Sunday? I see Oli Oli Warriors, three shooting stars, getting their first um, win at their newly republished stadium in the NPFL this season. Casino United has not been doing very well. Um, I, I think very strongly they will bounce back at some point in this season, but I don't see that happening in this particular match. It's going to be a likely slim win for the returnees, the NPFL returnees, but I don't see Castina United getting a point after traveling all the way from Castina over six to 700 kilometers to Ibado. Hamid. All right, yes, another interesting encounter shall be going down between Aqua Starlet and, uh, yes, Dakada FC and uh, Raymond Stars. Ah, with Ogumoto boys so far, their like, first defeat this time around? I see a draw in this. Dakada FC in their past five matches in the MPFL, that is where you include matches from last season, had won only one and lost four. Poor record, if you ask me. Why the Ogumoto boys had won two and draw one in their last three matches? So Ogumoto and his lads, Remo Stars, seen to be on the front foot as we'll speak. So if you ask me, this is likely going to end in a draw. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, yes, quickly, uh, PSU United, Atlant, your prediction? PSU United will massacre Atlant. That's my prediction. I know. Um, <laughs> Coach Fidelity has some image to um, redeem um, against his former, he lost his last match, his penultimate match against his former employers, MFM, um, um, bookmakers, people um, were surprised that um, MFM were able to get their first point off Plateau United, even against their own former coach, who should understand and know the team very well. But I don't see that lightning striking twice when his immediate former employers come to just as his guest when Hartland serves as um, guest to Plateau United. Plateau United in their last five matches had won just two, lost three. Um, Heartland in their last five had won two, drawn one, and lost two. So head-to-head, -head, their last five matches, Heartland FC seemed to be a bit better since they've lost one. They've lost um, two compared to Plateau United three. But even with that record, I see 
Plateau United coming out victorious against Heartland FC. Heart, um, um, Heartland had not seen in recent time, um, just had not been a good hunting ground for Heartland. And I want to see that trend, and I hope to see that trend continue when they serve as guests to the Peace Boys in Joss. All right. In yes, in other fixtures, we could always be playing us to MFM, Abia Warriors, uh, playing us to Quara United, and Gombe United. We'll be facing the Lobby Stars. All right. This way we shall, yes. And, and finally, Enugu Rangers will also be hosting new boys, Ninja Tornadoes. This way we shall be joining the courtes on today's show. Do not forget that the review show drops on Monday. Uh, thanks to Amza for joining me once again. Don't forget that you can join us on social media. Twitter and his tweets at San in capital letters. On Facebook, Sports Analysis Network. And on Instagram, Sports Analysis Network. Au revoir. Bye. Can you feel it?